Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it. We have made it to episode 100. Our our centen- it's the right. That's the word centennial. Is that that's that's 100, right? Don't don't give these assholes any of the credit. We have made it. We to episode 100. <laughs> none of none of you douchebags. No, I think everyone <laughs> helped in their in their own way. Regardless, I'm kidding. Episode, I'm kidding. Yeah, he's he's kidding the same way he called you all cocksuckers when you bought his uh, Glycine Air, man. He's kidding in the same way. <laughs> People don't forget, dude. They don't. Yeah, People I don't still, still kind of get heat from that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. It's all good. I have one. You got one. They got reissued. They're on mass drop. Everybody has them now. It's okay. It's okay. I'm we, sorry. The internet forgives you, man. <laughs> but no, we made it to episode 100. Um, it's funny because it didn't really occur to me until I guess we were like talking about what we wanted to talk about and we were like texting earlier today and I'm just like holy shit it's been a hundred a hundred episodes I literally I remember recording episode one um in my old apartment on the couch with like mm-hmm. with like a, a horse blanket over me in a reclined position and I was eating like crackers and I was recording my track on my phone like holding my phone not even like with like headphones, like like a person from like you know, the 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 twenty first century or whatever. So holding my phone, just speaking into it. That was so. If you go back and listen to episode one, it will be an audio archive of me just being fat on the couch talking into my phone. I had just gotten fired <laughs> from the FAA <laughs> as a controller, um, and I was recording on a like like a nightstand. Um, I didn't even have a proper desk because I had to I moved back in with my dad along with my wife so you can imagine how oh my god I remember that yeah I was living with my wife at my dad's house recording this podcast with a 2011 MacBook (laughs) on like a nightstand (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you think do you think that event you know everything with the FAA do you think that helped helped like spurred us on because we talked about doing the show for a long time and then um I remember we met up here when you were on your way home after the FAA and like we were just like talking about like starting yeah. it and then one day we were talking on the phone and it's like dude let's just do it and I'm just like yeah we can call ourselves tuba wash knobs or some or some shit like that and yeah. then and then uh, we just we just did it and it was that was episode one. We were terrified. I was so scared during episode one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally had n- like at that point I had nothing else <laughs> going on in my life, like zero. Yeah, that's so heavy, man. <laughs> so it's like time to move back in with dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. Nice. I just remember. I just yeah, remember we were recording. It's just like it's just like it's like you like watches. I like watches too, man. Yeah, he he. But like now, it's just like it's just un unfiltered foul mouth orological smut. We've just mudslid into the gutter of the watch podcast world, and it's fantastic. If you ask me, <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't have it any other way. You know, it's a good time. There there are a lot of um there are a lot of watch podcasts now, and I haven't like they've been growing. It used to be just like a handful. But now it's like a lot. I feel you like. know what's weird. I I used to listen to podcasts when we started <clears throat> doing this, mm-hmm. but not so much anymore. Um, and then I guess in my absence, there have been a lot of new watch podcasts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's totally fine. I just I feel so out of touch. <laughs> 
I, I, I've heard of some. The only two I'll give a shout out to you right now is um, Timepiece Archaeology because I was on that show, um, and those dudes are fun. And the other podcast, which is really, really cool, uh, they're good friends of the show. Um, Ranch Racer and Petual Girl do a podcast called Love and Watches, and it's a husband and wife. They're both watch collectors, and they offer their opinions on that. I don't know anything else about any of the other podcasts. The other ones, yeah. I just, I just, I don't, I don't even care. There's some I'm not gonna name. I've tried listening to, and I'm like, mm, I'd rather eat my own fucking face than continue listening to this show. I'm not gonna name them. That's just not cool. It's, but, a, it's a lot of dedication, you know. It's, it's, it's a just, big time commitment. I don't know. It's just when you're on a podcast and you don't even sound happy to be on your podcast, you probably shouldn't even be doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just people. I don't know. You gotta have a panic attack when you when you record like me on your podcast. That's the only way to do it as far as I'm concerned. You know? I'm gonna go lock my door because I think Bigfoot is right outside. One oh second. good. Here, keep recording so I can we can know what happened. We can have an audio audio record of what happened. Okay, I'll just keep talking. So I mean like worst case scenario guys, this turns into like a blur witch kind of situation. Where hear, this is all, always back. Stomping okay. outside and yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just, is someone like V5 Fo-Fumming out there? What's going yeah, on? dude. I, I don't know if they have like a huge art collected, a car collection and they're just like hammering it in there. <laughs> it's, oh, it's weird. Okay. Oh, God. Maybe they're, um, maybe they're like sexual CrossFit addicts. They're just having sex and dropping weights. Isn't that a thing? <laughs> Isn't that like a, that like a segmentation of, of <laughs> sexual CrossFit? <laughs> Sexual CrossFit addicts, they bang and drop weights. Isn't that like a segmentation of like pornography? I don't know. I, I know. Thought it was I, I think I think we can probably we can probably we can start a franchise. You want to corner like, the market? <laughs> we can do that. We're gonna start a new Patreon. <laughs> I'm totally down. Oh man, this is odd. This is this is this you guys are witnessing the birth on the one hundredth episode of Two Broke Watch Knobs Sexual CrossFit. Ah, uh, I'm into it. But here, let's let's. Um, well, before we this honor is tradition, how we become millionaires. This is how we become. This is just talk, just talking about banging Sex and dropping it. weights, man. <laughs> Which isn't helping me at all because I've been listening to a lot of. I told you Japanese power metal, and it's just like dudes wearing dresses and playing guitar. And so, like my my brain is already very screwed up because they're better looking guys than me. They're also better looking women than me, and they're way better at guitar than I am. And their hair is going to be way better than mine. So I'm in a very low. Very, I'm in a very emotionally low place, which I think is the best time for me to enter the pornography industry, right? Isn't that like, isn't that incongruence, low self-esteem? I mean, you're you're still in Florida, <laughs> which is kind of like the capital, thriving of porn. community, right? <laughs> you just kind of go a little more south, but maybe maybe you can get it going in in the Orlando area. That's that's fine. Yeah, dude, I I, I can I can start a segmentation of like Zika pornography if Zika is still relevant here. I'm not too sure. Well, I'm still fasting. Oh my god, that's right. You're such a glutton. Glutton for orological <laughs> punishment. Although it is with the Speedmaster, right? Or, or did that change somehow? It's it's with the Speedmaster. Right. So we're 12 days in to the fast. Really? I feel like it's been longer. How do you feel? It, oh, tell <laughs> tell me about it. This, this fast, 12 days in, is 100% harder than fasting with the SKX. What is the most... So just to clarify for anyone who isn't familiar or if you're not quite sure certain what we're talking about, um, the, the, the two-book watch knobs watch fast is something that Michael and I started a while back. I should know what episode, but I don't. Um, it's the idea of you wearing the same watch for either 30 days straight or an entire calendar month. So from like 
August 1st to August, I don't know, 31st or 30th. I'm yeah. Not, I'm, you know, that's the idea. And the idea is that you're supposed to just become more of an, become more mindful with your watch collecting to really try and get you out of the idea of watch collecting as an expression of consumption, which is not, which is not, it's not how it should be. You should collect watches in the way that's just really self-expressive in a way that you could only, you know, express your way. In. And um, it's easier on the wallet. It's easier on your emotions. Some watch fast, obviously, as we're learning, are easier than, than others. So what did you, so remind everyone at home, what did you do the first watch fast with? So the first time I did it was with the Seiko SKX-175. Beautiful. Which is basically a Seiko SKX-009. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a, a Pepsi... Uh, bezel 007 and um it was a, a t it was a ton of fun yeah. um right now i'm doing it for the month of october i'm doing with the um the omega speedmaster and it's way harder <laughs> it's what, way harder what do you I, find the most difficult aspect so i'm trying to remember if i just had less less watches when i did the, the watch fast the first time because right now I'm wearing the Speedmaster every single day and I have a ton of really cool watches. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking at one, two, three, four Seikos and a Vostok Amphibia just like <laughs> staring right back at me. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I want to wear you guys, you know? <laughs> and it, it, it's interesting because... When I had the SKX and I was doing the fast with that, I had the Speedmaster. Yeah. But I didn't really long for the Speedmaster. I was just totally fine with the SKX. The SKX was all the woman you needed, man. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually, I'm trying to figure out if I'm just one of those guys that wears nicer watches on fewer occasions. Mm -hmm. Which is totally fine. But I think that's the case because I feel kind of bad wearing the Speedmaster every single day. You feel bad in regards to you think you're neglecting your other watches? <clears throat> I feel like I'm like neglecting my other watches and I feel like I don't know, I feel self-conscious about wearing a watch that is um kind of traditionally viewed as something really expensive. Because actually Omega just they just increased their prices again. I think I think the retail for the Speedmaster just broke 6k. I fucking hate watches, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I I did not pay $6,000 for this thing. Obviously, I got it super used. Right. It was trashed when I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like really trashed. They fished out of the bottom of a well. <laughs> dude, it was almost trashed to the point where I got it and I was like, I guess I'm not going to wear this thing. Um <laughs> But the thing is, you buy a pretty cool Seiko on on Amazon or something, and it's brand spanking new, and it keeps time within like twenty seconds a day. Yeah, and you're fine. You know, a speed actually a Speedmaster is doing the same twenty seconds per day when you get it from the factory. <laughs> Speedmaster is not cost when you buy it from Omega. Right. Um, so do I just I just I just don't know what it is. I'm I'm wearing this watch, and I feel more self conscious about the watch that I'm wearing than I did when I was fasting with the SKX. You're, you're, you, you feel metaphorical weight on, you're always aware of it, yes. right? Yes, yeah. I'm always aware of it. I'm kind of scared that somebody's going to notice it. Isn't that the um, point though? Aren't you, don't you wear 
Isn't that what, listen to us, isn't that what we always wanted though when we were watching public? We want to hang mad watchdog. We mm. want people to know, oh, that guy's wearing a, a, a Seiko Blue Lagoon Samurai. Oh, that guy's wearing a Mega Speedmaster. Oh, that guy's wearing a Squally Atmos 30. Like, don't we, don't we want that? You don't want that with the Speedmaster, you're saying. I think we want that, but I, I think we want that for the cult status that some of these watches have. Hmm achieved and i think so a blue lagoon samurai can achieve that status for 400 500 bucks um yeah. I paid a vostok 50 for mine i think yeah yeah a vostok can can have that for 50 bucks yeah <laughs> you know i will be just as excited if somebody noticed my amphibia than if they noticed like the speedmaster interesting you know I, i'd be happy to have the same conversation um, so I, I think for me, it's just a little weird to wear something that's so pricey for so long. So what's, the or I'm sorry, typically, typically viewed as a luxury item. Well, the reality is that's a lot of people's grail watch. Maybe not necessarily the reference that yeah. you're wearing, but the idea of owning a Speedmaster, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. I, I, so I'm curious in the percentage breakdown, do you think, what percent is it that you feel self-conscious about wearing an expensive watch and what percent is it that you miss wearing other watches? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you understand like the, like the, 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 the difference I'm kind of asking about? Um, you hate the watch or no, no, not hate. Are your, do you want to change the watch because of the way you feel about the Speedmaster or because of the way you feel about other watches? 20% I'm self-conscious. Mm-hmm. 80% I miss the other watches. Follow-up question: What are you gonna break your watch fast with if you can make it? I want you to make it to the uh, to the thirty day, thirty-one day, however many fucking days are in. I, I'm, I'm I'm shitty at calendar math. The but. the, the one seventy-five for sure. Seiko. <laughs> so cool. It's a really <laughs> cool piece, man. <laughs> the one seventy-five. I just um, yeah. I like it a lot. It's just it's just it's really really cool. And right now, um. <clears throat> You know the weather. The weather is getting colder, and um, I don't know. It just it looks nice, man. I don't know. Is it's a good knocking it's on a good, your door? Someone's like hammering something. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe they're like like Morse coding for help. Do you know Morse code? You you were you were you were you were in the FAA. You know? Do you know Morse code? I used to know Morse code because I was in Boy Scouts. And I oh, that's right. Were you an Eagle like, Scout, or was that someone else I'm, I was talking to? I wasn't an Eagle Scout. I got to like star. And then I quit. Isn't the Eagle Scout like a big deal? Like you have to kill a bear with a toothbrush under a full moon, like to get Eagle Scout? Isn't it like a you big fucking deal? You gotta do like deal? a project for your school. Oh, like you gotta, I, I don't know, like clean up a beach or something. No, no. I should have finished I'll, I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll litter a beach if I if I need to, but I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> do anything for my school. I hated it. I was a shitty student at school, man. No, I got to I got to star, which is you get to star and then you get to life and then you get to eagle. Um, and then I got into skateboarding and like punk rock and I quit <laughs> <laughs> the true, so. the true rock star story. I was straight laced. I was in the boy Scouts. Then I discovered <laughs> skateboards and girls and punk rock and yeah, that shit man. went all out the window. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so heavy. I never did boy Scouts or, or, or any, uh, any of that stuff. I, um, I ate, I ate a lot. Uh, and I, uh. <laughs> That's sat, fun too. I sat down a lot. <laughs> uh, played a lot of video games. Hey, you can still go camping and feel like you're in Boy Scouts. That's totally 
Totally doable. Well, there's a campground here in Disney. It's called um, Fort Wilderness. It's really cool. It's also where the Circle D Ranch is. The Circle D Ranch is an active, like, stable. And these horses are treated like fucking celebrities. Cinderella's carriage horses are there. It's like 12, like, little white horses. And then the headless horseman horses there is this giant fight. The horse, the horse is the size of like a Sherman tank. Like you don't understand the size of a horse until its asshole is literally above the top of your head. You're like, you're a fucking, you're a giant fucking animal, dude. You could literally wow. shit on top of my head and me like fully standing up. I almost said fully erect, but there's connotation there. So fully standing up, you know what I mean? That's the other Patreon. I'm just going to make some noise. So, I mean, there's so much noise happening. Okay, are you okay? Do you need help tap tap Morse code to me? I don't know Morse code, but I'll Wait, actually if you're actually like are you doing are you doing like the apartment thing? Are you hitting the wall? I just I just wanted to make some noise because there's so much happening right now. So did you hit so it sounded like you hit a wall, right? That was that was a mic stand <laughs> with a steel base <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> so I, mean, full, I just wanted to get in the game, man. The full Steve Tyler. Uh did you hit <laughs> Did you hit the wall um, that you're sharing with your with your with your sexual CrossFit addict neighbor? Well, I don't know. It's definitely not my neighbor's. Um, I think it's the upstairs neighbor. Gotcha. And they're actually kind of nice, so I feel bad now. But well, maybe, it's they're, okay. maybe, maybe they're being murdered, and the sound that you're hearing is the sound of the murderer killing them. Go help them, right? Well, you'll oh. you'll get the update on episode one hundred and one. <laughs> episode one hundred and one. Michael, former Star Scout, lets old woman die. I have no idea. Who's <laughs> I don't know who your upstairs neighbor is. <laughs> I'm assuming it's an old woman. The headline is stronger if it's an old. It's woman, a very but... very sweet old couple. Oh, that's perfect, dude. Yeah, she's she's a, she's a retired copywriter, and he's a retired like minister. <laughs> These <laughs> are. You are living in a Stephen King novel. You even live in the Pacific Northwest, Michael. This is, <laughs> these are excellent candidates for 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 murder. All right, <laughs> in a story. Oh, it's I'll let you guys know. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> uh, that's crazy, man. Well, I'm happy you're doing the watch fast. I might do one after you. Um, I might do it with this Casio Wave Scepter, man, that I posted um earlier last week. Last week when you guys are hearing the show, I um I saw that. It's a it's a nice photo. It's a cool. The photo's okay. It's a little. It's a little rough. Um, but the watch is super cool. I love that watch. Uh, shout out to Trudy and Balls. That me having that watch on my wrist would not be possible without, um, without uh, you know him you know making it possible. So and um, want to do like a review and a write up for that and everything like that. But maybe I'll watch fast with that. There's just something so I don't know. Like I throw it on and everything just kind of like makes sense. You know? Yeah. I just love being able to see so like that, the. That's seconds. what you're wearing now, right? For my wrist check. Yeah. No, no. 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 Okay. Should I go for my wrist check? I totally forgot we're doing a wrist check. No, I, I, I forgot to. I, I thought that's what you were wearing. No, no. I just started talking about it for some reason. I'm for, for the wrist check of our of, of the one hundredth episode of two broke watch knobs, I'm wearing what else? I'm wearing my Raketa Big Zero. Nothing else felt right. Uh to mark the special occasion than the Raketa Big Zero. I actually wore it. Is like, that outside. what you wore in episode one? I fucking hope it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what I wore. I either wore. I either wore this watch or I wore my Seiko SNK um eight zero five, the green one, you know. Because those were like the only two watches I had. <laughs> I had at the time. I still. I still have my black one. I still have the eight zero. Thanks the eight zero seven. We should do a giveaway at some point where we give away all the colors. 
Right. That would be badass. That'd be yeah. sick, dude. That would be like that. Would, that that that's that's that, that's like some double dare prize money shit right there, dude. Yeah. All four or five of them or whatever the or whatever the fuck it is. That's nuts. That's is that is that to the same person or to five different people? I mean, why? I think it'd be hilarious if it was the same. What's the, what's one person gonna do with the same watch in five <laughs> different colors? <laughs> what better way to market two broke watch knobs occasion than to do that? I don't know when we'll do that, but I mean, all in all, you're probably looking at maybe three fifty. 350 bucks for like fucking five watches yeah it's like a month's worth of patreon money we can do it yeah right <laughs> maybe one day maybe one day we already we already have our next few giveaways planned so but yeah i'm wearing the raketa big zero um absolutely love this watch you know it took me i think one of the more interesting sagas of this watch is um it took me a long time to figure out what the fuck strap to put on this thing you know uh, it came with like a really weird strap before um, I got this watch, Michael, when we were still working together when I was first getting into watches, and you gave me um, two NATOs. You remember mm. you gave me a black NATO and you gave me that olive green NATO. Yep. Uh, the olive green NATO, NATO ended up on the Seiko SNK, and the black NATO ended up on the Raketa Big Zero, and that's what it was. It was it was a Big Zero on a, on a, on a black NATO for a long time, and um, tried a couple other things. Nothing felt right, and then I spent like five or six dollars on some random black leather strap from amazon and it has like a slight tape or to it and it's perfect this is the perfect strap for this watch you know the amazon nato yeah it, it, <laughs> it, it's a leather strap it's not even a nato oh yeah. okay it's made from like 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 club to death crabs who are tanned i think if you can tan a crab i'm not too sure like the it's just a really shitty like leather i mean it says genuine leather but i don't believe it you know what i mean Crab crab leather can be just as good. I hear. Crab leather is a sick fucking band name. We should start a Japanese um, power metal band called 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 Crab Leather. Are you in? We can we can we don't even have to be good guitar players. We can just play. Like I said, we can play the same riff for four bars. You can copy and paste it for as much as you want. You can run Beat Detective, and you can quantize everything, and it'll it'll be like like your Steve Vai. I'll just do my Segovia sales on delay and just loop that shit and just like <laughs> I, I think people just have their minds bummed like oh my god they're so good dude no we're not we know three things and we do those three things over and over again at the same time <laughs> can we please have a record deal you know what I mean oh, that's the, the order of deal. operations right when, when you because we were both in bands when you were a band wasn't that like didn't you see that as like the 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 your you Muhammad's mountain? Wasn't that it? Wasn't yeah. that it was all about? You know. But then I got the record deal and I realized how much it sucked. <laughs> well, it depends because I think <laughs> most of the time when you do a record deal, it's sort of like a weird. And you correct me if I'm wrong. It's like a version of a loan. They give you money to record stuff or whatever, but then you have to work to pay them back, right? So. The way that it was for us, we got money to record the record and hire a producer, which was really fucking cool. And those records went into Best Buy, <laughs> FYE, which is no longer around anymore. Yeah, FYE is super gone. So is fucking uh, Virgin, Mega, Virgin Records Megastore and um, Peaches, which used to be super big in South Florida where I grew up. All that shit's gone now. We, we were in Virgin, and then I think it was um, Target. And so we were like, oh, man, we're in all of those stores. And then so then we got – then you get, like, an advance. Like, mm -hmm. you, get the, you get the record deal, and you get an advance. 
So a lot of times you get an an advance in the form of a check, but we got a box of CDs and they were like, yeah, so these are the CDs that you can sell and keep all the profits. (laughs) So it's just like, you're like, you're touring in a van, like in, like playing these shitty clubs. And it's just like, yeah, you have these CDs that you should probably sell. So you can fill up the gas tank. What an odd form of indentured servitude. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what it is, man. (laughs) So, but to answer your question, yeah, the the record deal was like Muhammad's mountain. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was like the ultimate goal, but it's not that big of a deal, especially today when you can just be a YouTube star. Oh my God, makes so much more sense to just do that (laughs) shit. Just go on fucking YouTube. If you yeah. have any aspirations of um, being like an author or a musician or some kind of like motivational speaker, anything where you're leveraging like entertainment or, or, or presentation skills, you know, just take that shit to YouTube or Amazon. Amazon, you can self-publish like for free and people make a lot of money doing that. Just, yeah, don't even, it's not worth it. None of the, uh, at the time the bands I was in, we were all like, yeah, record deal, record deal. But we all knew in our heart, our heart of hearts that we were too shitty to ever be like recognized by anyone in that sense so like that's I was in really bad bands alright just to clarify for everyone Michael was in good bands I was in very <laughs> bad bands I played with a lot of bad bands that had record deals so don't worry equal <laughs> opportunity <included>. man maybe <laughs> maybe we could have done it maybe we could have made it big dude oh, oh man. man telling you dude but yeah so um fucking wrist check sorry uh we're in the Raketa Big Zero really interesting um we probably should have talked about this before we jumped on air, but fuck it. I saw this watch for sale. A user informed me that this watch was for sale on a pretty popular like vintage watch website. And they were like, oh, hey, can you take a look at it? Let me know if it's real. Um, I probably should be talking about this, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I went and looked at it, and I told the listener specific couple questions to ask um, you know, the, the, the seller. And they asked the questions, and he told me the responses, and I'm like, oh, it's not real. I, I don't know what to tell you, but it's just, it's just super... Did I tell you about this, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, yes. a little bit. Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just not real. But here's the crazy part. They were charging $200 for it. That's wild. It, it, I mean, if it was real, maybe. Because the condition was fine. I mean, the condition was fine because it wasn't real. But if it was real and the condition was fine, because the thing is, the big zero prices, dude, I don't know what's happening to this fucking watch, man. It's becoming harder and harder to find something <clears throat> that hasn't had some counterfeiter's fucking nuts dragged across the front of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Because there's some really bad fakes out there. Like, really, really bad fakes. It's just... and. So I'm I'm very happy to have this watch. I have helped some of you get your own authentic big zeros. I wish I could help all of you get them. I get emails all the time from people asking, and I, I'm heartbroken when I have to say like I'm super sorry. Like either this thing you were looking at isn't real, or like this thing you bought, um, you know, isn't real. And <clears throat> it does happen, yeah. unfortunately. That's why I'm saying if you see something, you know, email me. Um, ask questions there are it's just I should probably clarify as I say that I know there are a couple emails right now that I have to respond to that are asking me specifically those questions Um, I haven't gotten to them yet we are as always we're backlogged on emails so we're doing our best Um, we're doing I think you were in there last time right you were in there hammering out some responses right yeah yeah just trying to try to trim down how many Russian watch emails did you see uh, I saw I saw a few, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> I'll leave those to you. 
No, you should answer them. You should answer them and just say, dude, fuck it, just buy a Rolex. Just buy I, just buy a Rolex. Rolex. Like I said, I'll, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm more terrified um, of Russian watches than I am of Rolex. So I'll let you, I'll let you handle that. It's just, it's just too volatile to get into Russian watches and just be like, oh, the listing says NOS, the dial is really clean, the seller has a good rating, it must be safe bet. Nah, dude. I mean, it's just, it's just, it, hold on, my, my cat's here. What's wrong, what's wrong, sweetheart? Are you okay? Yeah, you're a good cat. You, you know what's funny about the Big Zero? Hmm. The Big Zero in the 100 episodes that we've been doing this has shifted from kind of, um... Kind of just strictly a cult classic. Okay, you think so? To, to something very, very volatile. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. To something like, I'm sorry to say this, like one Hodinkee article away from total chaos. So you think if Hodinkee, <clears throat> I'm trying to say anything bad, you think if Hodinkee writes an article about the big zero, it's over? I don't think it's over. I think, I just think fakers would totally go nuts first of all they'll be like all right they're, they're <laughs> time all, to ramp up the operations they're already <laughs> going nuts they're, they're gonna go nuts sir not yeah they're gonna go full full nuts so nuts sir yeah the prices the prices will rise i mean we like like we've said before we don't i don't know it, it's not it's not an issue of liking or disliking but we don't typically um discuss other media outlets on here but there um, are no other media outlets except us we can't doubt the influence sometimes, and I right. just think like that's that's totally a possibility. Well, that's yeah, and it, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be them. It doesn't have to be them. It can be any kind of. It really can't be any kind of one of the major watch website things yeah. that are happening now. You know. Well, I don't. Aren't a lot of the major watch websites not really talking about vintage watches that much anymore? Because I remember. Um, the Vaughn Watch website had like an affordable vintage series. I think anytime when a, a vintage watch comes up, it's on like on like Hodinkee or whatever. It's usually super expensive. Like like yeah. like like. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like talking about like just like randomly bringing up like a vintage watch and like a piece was cool, but then um, it just wasn't. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you mean. I, I think if it I think if it's a vintage watch these days, taking a lot of um. Of the spotlight i think it's just maybe something being offered by sotheby's or like a big auction house, right you know right not a raquetta big zero on etsy right that wouldn't do it yes <laughs> yes but it's it's totally a possibility you know it, I, I think the big zero is one blog post away from chaos you know not. in the right in the right place i hope not hey we all have to each and every one of you we got to make sure we work hard <laughs> to make sure no one else finds about out about this fucking watch all right yeah <laughs> it's important guys all right but yeah no i'm wearing it now and still love it as much as the day when it first first uh got here covered in all kinds of stamps from countries i've never heard of <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> I'm, I'm scared to hunt one you know do you want a big zero we've talked about so there are there I'll are buy one there are other versions of the big of the big zero, but it's hard to tell the difference between what's an actual altern alternative version of the big zero. So alternative being anything that's not this white dial with black applied markers, and then what's just a fake, fake version of the big zero. So one of the ones that is is um, an alternative version of the big zero is the black one, black and chrome. Yes. 
you've expressed interest in that one. Well, I'll tell you this. If so, I have you gifted me a vintage Russian dive watch. Mm-hmm. I have a modern amphibia. If I dabble in vintage Soviet watches again, I would like to either find. So I can go one of two ways. One is pricier. One is, from my understanding, more affordable. Um, I would try to find that chronograph. The Australia 3017. Or, the, or you, you don't want the Australia. You want the Seconda. You specifically want the black dial Western yes. import Seconda 3017. I like that one. Yeah. If, And I haven't checked pricing on these in a while, but I also do like the Copernic. The Rakata Copernic is yes. so cool. It is so much fun. It's a very fun watch. I um, feel I feel like together with the Big Zero, those two watches can probably spike up pretty quick. There's some. They're know? they're already pretty iconic, um, yeah. like Russian timepieces. The um, I love the Rakata Copernic or Copernicus, depending on I guess how you want to say it, because it's so like '80s space. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels very like I don't know, like you walked into like some kind of like space museum time warp. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fun watch. Um, a couple of listeners have that watch actually. But Pretty I'm glad cool. you're wearing. I'm glad you're wearing the Big Zero. I don't. I don't remember what. I, it had to be the Mako that I was wearing the first episode. Maybe it was the Mako, or did you have the one seven five at that time? <clears throat> no, Maybe I bought that in Seattle. Are you sure you weren't wearing the Patek for episode number one? Did you no, go the, the, dust the off Patek, the old Patek? The Patek I keep offshore. Okay. Um, you know. You keep it offshore with your Rembrandts and your The your, rest your, of my assets, you know. Right. Right. Your Stradivarius <laughs> your Stradivariuses, the rest of your Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean that's just smart. I feel like that's just smart asset handling. You know, yeah. you know? can't trust yeah, the banks. You gotta, here. you know yeah. my 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 buddy Vlad in the in Russia right now, you know, he he gives me some pretty good advice on where to keep your paintings and stuff so and if i recall yeah. correctly he got you your first ever faberge egg so I mean, that's just fitting <laughs> yeah right? yeah i i usually just i usually just pull out the faberge eggs just for um halloween and fall in general like those decorations <laughs> do you have any idea how much of a fucking mic drop a faberge egg would be as a halloween decoration like oh we got spooky <laughs> Spooky skeletons, we have a graveyard. I have a fucking Fabergé egg with an eagle that flies out of it when I open it up. <laughs> but you put it, but you put, just leave it at the front door. You just leave it at like, the front door and people are just like, oh shit, I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking with this guy. Dude, my, my, so Halloween's a bit, Halloween's always been a big deal for me because, so, so just, just let everyone know. This episode doesn't really have a topic, I don't think. I think it's us just looking this is back. Great. We're 40 minutes in and we're just talking, so I'm really happy about this. <laughs> I think this You guys want you guys wanted to hear about watches and <laughs> you bags one of those you, and you hiking. Get, I, no. You get some you you get some NyQuilling, you find a pillow, you find one of those other podcasts, all right, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Except yeah. Timepiece Archaeology or Love and Watches. Those two are awesome. They're the ones you get a pillow for, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm, re- I'm really not making friends right now, am I? It's all good. We're fine. I'm your friend. My, got my can of. Thank you, man. It's all that matters. All, man, man, <laughs> I love you, man. It's all that matters. Let's 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 listen. Let's listen to cross-dressing Japanese power metal together. It's just two cool dudes listening to two other cool dudes in dresses playing guitars. Are you in? <laughs> I'm in. That's awesome, dude. But yeah, what the fuck? So Halloween is a very big deal 
in the Kaz Mirza household. Not like not like here, but growing up, my mother. You you met my mother at my wedding, or you saw her? Yeah, like, from afar. Fabulous, fabulous woman. She's okay. It's okay. <laughs> my my wife was very into her style. My mother has worked very hard to cultivate uh, a style very akin to an unaging Slavic vampire princess. <laughs> Does that make this fucking god? That's horrible. Did I take that back, Ma? Does that make sense though? I'm just I'm just picturing someone that bathes in virgin blood. But yeah, do you? Continue. Why do you think? Why do you think I got out of there, man? I just I can't. I just, <laughs> all the screams. No. Um. So Halloween's a big deal. A big, my mom loves Halloween. She loves, she decorates the house with corpses, fake blood. She's like, oh gosh, get me the spray bottle so I can spray the dummy's wounds so it looks like they're fresh. But like, mom, this is not a conversation you should be having <laughs> with your like 10 year old kid. You're gonna, you're, they, we're talking about psychological ramifications that we're gonna be feeling the ripples of forever. It's not just a conversation about you asked me for a spray bottle. I'm gonna be talking to a therapist about this, sucking my thumb when I'm 35. I know it. I know it, Mon. She hangs corpses, like she'll lynch corpses in the front yard, and we have like a big Halloween party, and it's all this stuff, all this stuff. So Halloween's like a super big deal, uh, like where I grew up, and we have to go. This year we have to go. My mom said, you have to dress up this time. You know, you can't just go as a, I tried going last year as a newsie, like from the, like from like, like a, like a, like a little newspaper boy. Um, uh-huh. But I just ended up looking like a, like a, like a broke ass caddy. Like, it just didn't, it didn't really, like, it didn't really, like, I didn't see it through all the way because I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I gotta figure out what to wear, what to wear this time. But what are we talking about? So, yeah, just just to let everyone know, this episode's topic, it's us just looking back on 100 episodes. It's a huge milestone. <clears throat> I'm a lightweight. I'm halfway into my fucking IPA, so I'm already kind of, like, I'm already feeling it. You know what I mean? Do you remember, um, so I'm on the SoundCloud right now. And I just wanted to go back to the single-digit episodes, which it's, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to find some topics that we can maybe look back on. My One of my favorite single-digit episodes, episode 9. Episode 9, of course. The first time, the first time we felt that we weren't alone <laughs> in just, like, talking about this stuff is the first time we had Terry on. Yeah. yeah. First time we ever had so Terry from Toxic Nando was our first guest ever. He was actually the first person to email us. Um, he made the really hilarious distinction. So he emailed us and he said, you know, he thinks what we're doing is like really cool because we're just like dudes talking about our genitals and talking about watches. Orological bar talk. Long, long live orological bar talk, my friends. And you know that resonated with him obviously because he's very, very just. He's just a real person. He's running his brand, Toxic Nados, and he's doing it incredibly. Love everything he's doing over there. And mm-hmm. so, and yeah. we were talking with him. And I think Mike and I, we, I, 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 it must have been you. You must have just been like, because you say this casually all the time. Yeah, we should get him on the show. Like if I mentioned, so like, <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw Little Richie in the airport. Oh, we should get him on the show. It's like really? All right, I don't think Little Richie. He dead? Is Little Richie dead? Oh my god, I'm so sorry if he's dead. Wait, when you say Little Richie, is that the same? Is that Lionel Richie? I, I only know Lionel Richie. Uh, little who's, Richie. Who's Little Richie? Um, Tutti Fruity. Tutti Fruity. Okay, so these are different Richies. Quite. I believe so, quite. <laughs> <laughs> I only know Lionel, because uh, apparently he was almost my dad. Um, Is that how it works? <laughs> that's how it works. It's that easy, people. It's just that easy, man. 
<laughs> but um, what was I talking about? So we, with Terry, and Terry reached out to us and like, oh, we should get him on the show. And I think we asked him, and he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And we had him on the show, and it was incredible. It was an incredible experience because a, we weren't alone. Um, yeah. B, was it was the, it was the first time I had someone I respected straight up just make fun of me, like on air in front of thousands of people. Never you know what I mean. Without <laughs> what did you say? Never meeting him either. Never meeting him. And he, he just like, he called me tuna balls and he told me I was crazy like a, like a hyper chihuahua. And I'm like, man, my self-esteem yeah. is taking a fucking pounding right now, dude. But it was good. Like that was just, it was an incredible, Terry, if you're listening, it was, it was awesome. It was an honor to have you on as the first guest in single digit episodes. Um, and it was just great because we're still super close with, with Terry now. I mean, check out his website, check out the products. We're always... I have a shiznit on something at all times. Right now, I have a shiznit on, I believe, yep, my uh, Orient disc, the, the the really, really wacky Orient. So <clears throat> go and check out the stuff that Terry's doing. It's just yeah. super cool. And it was, that was probably the single digits. That was, a, that was a highlight for me. What about you? What about you? Single digit episodes. What was a highlight I, episode? Speaking of which, I just got my first 22 millimeter shiznit. Um, mm, I, cool. I just kind of wanted one for the... Um, the watch is like the SNZH, um, the Mako, the SKX. Is the, is the Mako twenty two millimeters? I have I have one here. Is Mako's twenty two. Oh, I'll I'll bring up the Mako bracelet options soon. <laughs> okay. Um, but as far as single digit episodes that I really enjoyed, um, I kind of enjoyed episode two. Do you remember that? That's when that I went was to the tequila, the tequila event. The Dobell Tequila Hodinky event, right? Oh my god! So I don't know what I was doing there, but it was in, it was in South Beach, and um, you know, it wasn't Jack Forster there, like talking in front of like a display case of like 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 date just from like that a Condor War as it got killed or some shit. Like, yeah, wasn't, like didn't they have like a, like like a display of watches and they tried to like pair them with tequilas? So he was- he was definitely he was definitely the coolest part of sure. that, that event. The thing is, I rolled up there in like a Prius um, <laughs> when everyone was doing the Uber Black, you know, like showing up Miami and in like the caddies and they're hanging they're hanging dawn. They're showing up in their Teslas and their fucking Lamborghinis yeah, and shit. The AMG yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to show up there, and the dude, you know, asked me. Uh, you know, are you on the guest list or whatever? And I was just like, I I got like some email, you know. <laughs> but it was it was so it was so strange. I I really did enjoy the fact that I did not know how to drink tequila. Um okay. because apparently you can sip tequila tequila and and kind of enjoy it like wine. Yeah. But tequila in my experience has been like a shot drink. So I was just taking shots and I went around like this whole kind of, they had this, they had this, um, pretend <laughs> watch dial on the floor. Right. And you go around, you go like to 12 o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, and you have a different shot of tequila. But I was just taking the shots. You were bar you know? hopping at this point. You, <laughs> Yeah. By the time I got back to 12, I was way ahead of everyone. You got and I was four. Supp- and I was supposed to I was supposed to be thoughtfully no. evaluating some kind of fucking Patek, like vintage. No, and talking a, to Jack about it. It's a you race. Know? It's a race, guys. All right. <laughs> you, know? you know? So yeah, that that was a lot of fun. 
it was a lot of fun and uh I got a free hat. I got two free hats. I sent you, you one. You sent me one of them. It was covered in like fucking like hay. I don't know. It was it was like I'm I don't sorry. Know, yeah, where my dog you, sheds a lot. <laughs> is that, it was, was it dog hair? I I I, I thought it was dog in, hair. I, I thought it was like like an old English barn with like a McLaren covered by hair bales or something like that. I wasn't sure like where you found this Dobel Dobel hat. I've never. I sort of know about tequila. I I I imagine anything that's been aged is intrinsically not a shooting drink you're supposed to sip it you know what i mean so i didn't know that i thought tequila like one tequila two tequila three tequila like that thing like you just you just shoot it you know so that's what i was doing and my wife is like what are you doing i'm like okay i guess i'm gonna be single soon Um, (laughs) baby i'm lapping people it's a race (laughs) (laughs) i've wrapped this old guy five times yeah Yeah, so that was fun. That was fun for kind of like, I was still in Miami. I still hadn't moved here. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. I kind of realized how how superficial the vintage watch collecting game can get, you know? It's interesting. When we <laughs> first started doing the show, we had very specific, I think we didn't really have a, a direction, but we had very specific perspectives in that it's going to be us hanging out and talking about watches and we're not necessarily going to I'm trying to think of a phrase it not deviate from that idea but not really let any sort of outside bullshit you know influence us and I don't think we have I think we've kept I mean pretty the, the reality is if we weren't recording and we were just on the phone we'd be having the same conversation that's how the show works you know what I mean just yeah. two cool dudes sometimes they're wearing pants talking about watches over the phone that's just what it is you know well that's kind of the thing i mean we kind of you left the job that we were both working at and then i stayed there for a bit (laughs) and then i moved on to this like totally insane career journey um i was living in oklahoma you were you had just moved to orlando you took like how many trips did you take to move your shit from like davie to orlando that was it was stressful. It's pretty stressful. Was nuts, I'm, I've, man. I've moved a lot in the past. I like <laughs> the past few years. I tip my hat to you, man, for making that many <laughs> trips to to move your stuff to celebration. Yeah. Um, Goddamn. But yeah, we had man. we had like some serious radio silence for a while when you were just starting that new job, yep. and I was in Oklahoma with the FAA. But the thing is, we would just if we did text, we were just having these really profound discussions about <laughs> watches and watch collecting and i think when everything kind of came crashing down for me we were like okay like let's just let's just chat about this on air like let's let's literally just hit record and talk yeah and, and that's what it, that's what it's been i mean the quality you know the audio quality for like the audio geeks out there hasn't even progressed that much you know it's literally just two dudes Hitting record. I'm going to stop you there, Star Scout. It has progressed, I think, more than you realize. And just so everyone's aware, that is completely due to Michael's Michael's hard work. Michael, you work very hard to do all the audio process. I show up, I talk about my dick for an hour and a half, and then I leave and have coconut smile. You have to stay here and listen to my dumb voice while you do all the audio processing. I think I think the show sounds way better than it was before. Um, obviously we've talked about before, like upgrading equipment and everything like that, you know, but that's down the road, but from where we were to where we are now, I think it's killer. Dude. I, 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 I think the quality is, has improved a lot, you know? I feel like I should probably use something else besides like a 2011 MacBook. 
Hey man, you, you 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 use what you can, right? You know. You know, I'm I'm looking at this thing right now. It's chugging along. It's picking up my audio. <laughs> good job. <laughs> good, good, good job. Good for you, MacBook as from I, As I tap it, it just freezes like kernel panic. <laughs> Bleep, <laughs> Bleeblorp does not compute. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of the missing episode. Oh my god, you guys! Do you, re- do you remember? I- I lost the lost episode of Two Broke Watch. So there's a I can't. Deep... I don't. I don't know the number. Do you? I do. I th- oh. I remember the topic. Oh. But I don't remember the number. It was. No, I'm, I'm not going to give any details. So no there's details. a deep. There's a deep dark secret. Two broke. Deep, deep dark. Two broke watch knob secret. And yeah. that there is. This a is lost like episode. deep state kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is heavy. This is for class. Class. For, this is on a need to know basis. So if you don't need to know, I'll give you three seconds to leave. One potato, two potato, three <laughs> potato. Okay, I assume you've left, and then people who need to know are still uh, in the room or in traffic, uh, you know, or wherever you are listening to the show. There is a there is a, a long lost episode of Two Broke Watch Knobs. So what happened was we recorded the show, and it was great. Um, there was jokes, there was laughing, there were highs, there were good good times. And then you know we 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 hit the end record button, and then. Um, I don't remember exactly what you said, but I remember how it started. It was on your end, and you go, oh, oh no. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Can you, do you recall exactly what happened to make that episode the lost episode? It was a good old-fashioned kernel <laughs> panic. That's, that's what, for the, for the IT guys in the crowd, that's all it was. It was a kernel panic um, unique to like Unix, like OS systems. So the Mac would just like freaked out and I, <laughs> I was not able to save, um, what I had done. Like there was no, there was no way to recover my portion of the episode. So um, what I'm sorry, was... I'm, I'm looking at you, MacBook. <laughs> I'm just, I love you, man. You've been doing this. For a long time, oh girl, <laughs> please don't freak out on episode one hundred. I, no, I just, you. I just remember when you said you said the words, "track is gone." I lost the track. I was sitting there. <laughs> I was, I was covered in sweat because when I record the show, I get, I'm very like into it. So like at the end yeah. of recording, I'm like sweaty. I'm like, 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 like Patrick Ewing, like sweaty, like listening, like sweaty as hell. That might be, that might be a Chris Rock joke or an Eddie Murphy joke. I'm not. I have to. I have to go back and look, but. So, or, or or Dave Chappelle, just just sweaty. And so I remember you said that I, I lost the track. It's gone. And I'm like, what do we do? We we made the choice to just. Here's what's funny, record the show again, but <laughs> repeat all, all the same jokes, all the same. Oh yeah, that's funny. That reminds me. All the same, all the same, all, all the same cues. We somehow remembered it front to back, but in my mind. It felt so inauthentic, and we finished yeah. recording, and in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, people are gonna know. People are gonna know, and they're gonna show up to my, they're gonna show up to my window, and they're gonna point to my window, and they're gonna yell, adulteress, and they're gonna make me wear a red A, and it's gonna be That's fucking, it. like, yeah. I, I, I was convinced people would know, be like, like adulteress, you tried to pass off authentic commentary as if it was spontaneous, but it was just you reciting shit from memory, but... No one ever noticed. You're gonna get stoned next time. 
<laughs> yeah. More weight. <laughs> the next time it happens, though. More, <laughs> more the, the full... Oh, was that Proctor, right? Is that John Proctor? That's John Proctor, remember. yeah. The full, the full Proctor. More <laughs> weight. All right. You weak-willed. <laughs> weak-willed townsfolk. More weight. <laughs> but yeah, I'll never... I'll, I'll... My God, I was so sure we'd get hisses and boos on the Monday of the show went up, but no, it was fine. Everyone liked it. <laughs> the show went great. You know, that's you know, the... I, I kind of, I, I like the policy that we've, we've adopted. I think, you know, I think if there's, you know, episode 100 notwithstanding, I think mm-hmm. if there's another catastrophic failure, we should probably not publish and, uh, you know, continue to adopt our um, policy where we have to that? personally... That? Did you hear that? That was my email, you know, okay. just like work stuff coming in. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Delete. No, delete. No big deal. <laughs> um, and we have to give away a watch from our personal collection. That's that's what happens. The, the the, those time, are the stakes. Those are okay. the stakes. They're that high. But the next time we commit some sort of um, podcast faux pas, yeah. we give away a watch from our personal collection. So if I, if I fuck up or if you fuck up, I have to give away my Slava Medical, or you have to give away your, I don't know, 175. Right? I mean, I, I gave away a marathon not long ago. give away a marathon. Um, who won that? Uh, CK Fournier, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying that thing. The, the loom is nuts. <laughs> it's tritium, right? Yeah. Those, yeah. those things are awesome. Um, you know, but yeah, the stakes are high, man, to publish this every week. And we've been doing it for. A hundred episodes, dude. One episode. Uh, one episode. We, although there were some times, and I do still regret this, that we didn't publish an episode. One of them well, was my, my wedding. <laughs> well, I Which, think I think I think you got some PTO for that. Well, know, I, I think, think you're good. no. I think I should have been on my Disney honeymoon cruise, shushing my wife, recording the show. I think that was the proper. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, hush. I'm trying to talk about Seikos. Or just some room. No, hush. Leave. Leave. I don't care. Put on a robe. Like I should have like gone like full, full I'm dedicated. Pour. I'm gonna pour again. I'm there almost finished with this can. It's like a pint pint can. A pint can. A kin. Pint? A kint. Ooh, that's close to being the other C word. It's like a kint. And um <laughs> I'm almost finished with it and I'm still like thirsty, but I don't know if I should go get another one because if I drink what is this? It's seven percent alcohol by volume, so that's like more than like like seven? your seven percent. Pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. Usually, I feel like IPA is usually around ten. It's better. It's definitely more stronger, quote stronger than like your typical like American sort of pilsner style. So that's like what three or four percent. You know what I mean? By but, the way, I, I love that c word, but I'm not allowed to use it. <laughs> I've been I've been um, deferring to putts, putts, <laughs> which is uh, that's like a like a Yiddish insult, I think. Is is, um, is is the is the is the, the 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 rules against the c word is that is that like 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 handed down from your wife right? No, I, she doesn't mind it, but I feel like people get really upset. Like I, I've said that in front of people, and they're just like, "Wow, like you you really took it too far." Dude, so my I've wife, said, my wife yeah. loves that word. I love that word. She, it's, it's fantastic. It's it's warm. It's it's fast. <laughs> it's snappy. You know. My, but, I don't know. my my wife, who is this, this beautiful woman, is very, very just like wonderfully just like 
colorful, like just like white, beautiful skin, wonderful, just like brown, like brunette hair, and these, these great round features. She's almost like doll faced. She loves that word. She curses like a sailor. Like it's <laughs> no one's fucking business. You guys think I curse? This chick puts me to fucking. She's like the one inch punch of cursing. And I'm over here doing man, I mean. in Massachusetts. She's from Massachusetts. <laughs> they don't fuck you like them apples. They don't fuck around Massachusetts, man. <laughs> you know, she's never seen that movie. That's how Massachusetts she is. She's never seen Good Will Hunting. <laughs> I feel like that's super meta. You know that's what I mean? Fantastic. That's like someone being from Key West and never having a comforter. This is like fucking. That's her tourist, bro. You know. My favorite. I have a conk. Uh, I have a comforter. I have a conk story. I was on a Disney cruise. I have all kinds of stories, man. I was on a this one hundredth episode. I'm drunk. I, if I drink two, but if, if I if I finish this this one can, I'll easily be three shit three shits. There you go, three sheets, and I'm never coming back. But um, I was on a Disney cruise, and uh, my wife and I we did this like snorkeling thing, and we did it with like a few other couples, and it was like super weird because like I'm uncomfortable being in a closed room by myself with my shirt off, but here I am on a boat with like. Uh, other strangers without my shirt on and I'm just like mm, trying to cover my nipples I don't feel comfortable like with the strange folk without wearing a shirt on and so we go snorkeling and then we get back and the captain's like like oh you know while you guys were snorkeling I dove down and I got these I got these fresh guys here we're gonna eat them on the boat and he had a bunch of conks like like lie like they're like God's beautiful creatures God's beautiful crustaceans or the fuck a conch is crawling on the ocean floor eating oil and plastic or whatever they eat and um, then the next minute they were in the boat and the guy's just like, who here's ever had conch? And I raised my hand. I'm like, you said conch, right? <laughs> <laughs> no one laughed. No one. My wife gave me the look. You've seen the look, the look she does. Oh, she yeah. Just, no one laughed. I'm like, come on, guys. That's fucking. I'm never going to have the chance to say that joke ever again. Like, oh my god, like, that's wasted, perfect. Wasted on you people. He's a conk, right? Damn. I'm telling you, man. What were we talking about? Oh my god, we're talking about watches. You like watches? I don't like watches. I used to like watches. Then I started talking about watches. I don't like watches anymore. Do you like watches? You know, I think we, <laughs> I think we experience this kind of transformative, um, yeah, most deaf sort of pilgrimage that we made uh, not long ago. And we, we got to witness how the sausage was made um, in Hong Kong, which was a fantastic journey. I, oh I would not, yeah. you know. I, I got stung by a bee. We got to hang out. It was everything I've ever yeah. wanted. I got vacation. to starve, you know, because food <laughs> was probably not. <laughs> when, we, when Becky and I were in the ho- when Becky and I were in the hotel, we weren't like in the hotel like talking about our trip. We were just we were hoping you were kind of like, hope oh, Michael's okay. I hope he was able to like. <laughs> I hope he's not hungry. You know what I, I mean? You you guys were like, "What is this guy eating?" Like, I think I saw him eat some paint chips today. <laughs> paint like, chips are vegan. Right, I think I he think... ate the brochure that he got at the Hong Kong <laughs> Watching Clock Fair. <laughs> I haven't seen him eat anything else. <laughs> I saw you eat. Uh, so we were hanging out with Weston Colin from Notice. I saw you eat. You got um, you got like a curry dish. They had like oh, a, and, and so it was good, good, right? So so good. It was like potato. It was a potato curry with brown rice. No greens, but man, it was yeah. so good. It looked yeah. good. It's funny. I haven't had meat and um, I haven't had meat in a while. Mm. And what really, really like like clinched that is I was watching an episode of Parts Unknown. Um, Anthony Bourdain, may may he rest in peace. Um, 
and he was in oh where the um he was in uh Oporto in Portugal I believe I think it was Portugal and he went to this like um on the outskirts and there was this big get together and they were doing this like big dinner and this big dinner this big gathering uh as all human gatherings are supposed to focused around the the killing of an animal one of God's precious hoofed beasts had to be <laughs> slaughtered for this uh for this party to to you know I mean God forbid they had some onions you know we can't have onions we have to kill something so yeah <clears throat> and there's there's this pig big big pig big huge pig he's got wrinkles he's got like weird like a pig, pig had some age on it and um they were luring the pig and they uh, and Bourdain's like oh you know it's important for people to know where their food comes from and these guys are professionals and they're 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 strapping this pig to a wooden bench like a like 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 you know Odysseus strapped to the bow of his ship and just like ropes just bound this fucking poor pig to this this fucking like wooden bench and then you get the sense within the pig's cries that it's sunk in the and the pig starts screaming screaming yeah. but it's not like it's not like a non-contextual animal scream it was a plea for help it was a plea yes. to stop and i'm like holy shit i'm going to cry pigs are very very human and i'll, I'll never forget when I was like, you know, because I'm, my parents are Cuban, my whole family's Cuban. You you kind of congregate around a pork based meal for a lot sure. of very special occasions. And when I was young, I think I was about seven years old. Um, I was with my uncle, and he had a ton of land in his backyard, and it was um, it was Christmas Eve, so it's customary to slaughter a pig and you know have wow. christmas christmas eve dinner or whatever but he decided to just do the whole deal in his backyard <laughs> you know and i was about six or seven and uh he grabbed my head when my um when i think it was my grandfather slit the throat and he's like you can't cover your eyes you can't cover your ears. Maybe you, you gotta, watch. you gotta do the whole thing. Yeah, man. Oof. Oh yeah. That those screams will fucking like, the earth will shake, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you scream if someone was trying to kill you and eat you? Yeah, <laughs> I'd scream dude. pretty fucking loud too, man. You know. But anyways, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to <laughs> when you're, you know, the Anthony Bourdain episodes. You you probably saw a lot of like meat markets and stuff, like the ones oh, that yeah. we saw oh, uh, yeah. in Hong Kong. Never but yeah, it. dude, I was I was kind of I was starving in in Hong Kong a bit, you know. Um, I'll never get the smell of fetid rotted porcine out of my goddamn nostrils. Other <laughs> thing is, it it hit me because rotting pork smelled similar to cooked pork, but a little off, which little is off. Inc incredibly disconcerting. <laughs> and so I turned back to look at you to see if you were okay, and you just go, "Oh, good." Good. <laughs> and we're just trying to like beeline out of there. Meanwhile, my wife's trying to have like an eat, pray, love moment. Like, oh, it's a market. I'm like, no, 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 but we gotta get the fuck out of here. This, 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 this is a house of death, and I'd like to leave now. You know. Well, it was also a house of, a house of death for watches. I think. Um, you know, I, considering the fact that I could just walk up to a woman, um, maybe take her on a date, and say, okay. I'll put Michael Pignate on these G-Shock copies and start yeah. my brand. Um, it was interesting. So in the Hong Kong Washington Clock Fair, it was so I was I was on a I think we were both I, I'm comfortable saying you know we were both on a path of just orological disenchantment 
leading up to the Hong Kong Watch and Clock Fair. And in conjunction, so what really pushed at least me over the edge, and you can speak to your own feelings, um, is the congruence of the Watch and Clock Fair and just directly meeting a lot of micro brand owners. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it was an incredible experience of like, wow, like, I didn't think I could become more j- more jaded, but he- but here we are, you know. Yeah, for for me it was the dinner. For me it was the dinner and us yeah. encountering a lot of a lot of folks that were just like. I'm trying not to say names. I'm doing my best not to say names. No, we won't. Say, we won't say names. But and and truthfully, I don't. I don't think a lot of these names have um, emerged in the sense that our audience would be familiar with them. Um, but a lot of them were just like, you know, we would ask him, we, you would ask them actually, you know, how did you get into watches? You know, why, why did you decide to get into this? And a few of them were just like, eh, not really into watches. You know, I just kind of did this or, Inc- you know. Incredible. It, it, for something that's such a passion fueled, um, like thing, a culture, a passion for someone to say, oh, I started making watches. Like, oh, that's so cool. What kind of watches have you collected? I don't really know. It's yeah. just like what, dude? What? Like that's. But the thing is, it's just so that the only reason that's incredibly just, just, just disconcerting in terms of like my perspective is that when they make their brands, they make <clears throat> it seem like they've been involved in. There's like, some heritage. There's some involved. right. Like I told yeah. that story about the guy leaving on the train <laughs> and handing the watch to his son, and I'll always have time for you, and so that's why I've named my watches, you know, railroad watches, like. Like they create this story because it's at the end of the day, there is this difference between certain micro brands who let the product speak for itself. And I have no problem saying that one of the brands that does that is 100% notice watches, right? Weston Cullen, those dudes, yeah. they, they very transparent. It's two dudes, they regulate everything, they do everything. Um, you know, they're assembling and they're very kind of clear about the process and they're just letting the product speak for them. They don't tell the story, there's not like, there's not there's not this 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 like artificial like turducken injected heritage you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but for some brands there is like <laughs> and i feel like it's incredibly normal and it's like it's like micro brand one it's like okay we have to think of a story to create the brand around you know what i mean like oh my grandfather when he was paying for my father to go to school he serviced watches uh at coney island for a nickel used to service (laughs) used to service two rolexes for a nickel and so i decided to to call my watch brand you know nickelback although that name might be taken but regardless you know what i mean it's just like dude like i don't it's tough it's very tough to be as passionate about watches as I know all of you listening are, and then to see and understand the mentality behind a lot of micro brands, and it's just like, wow, like, what? Where is it safe then for me to be a fan? Like, what brands should I believe in? You know, like it sounds really extreme, but that's. I'm very, I'm very passionate about, I hate watches, but I'm very passionate about watches. You know what I mean? Can I ask you, because the effect for me, at least, since I've come back from, from Hong Kong, I've just, I've sort of set my sights on strictly established brands or smaller brands that we have interacted with personally. So I, to be completely transparent, I'm really looking at notice. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking at Hydus. Um, yeah. I'm really looking at 
Um, who else? Gavox. Uh, Gavox. Hell yeah, dude! <clears throat> All about that Gavox. I'm looking at it right now. I'm, I'm looking at my uh, my Gavox roads right now. Um, but I'm also just, you know, in a weird way, I got a hundred percent back into Seiko. Mm-hmm. But just kind of with the idea of maybe picking up some of their like maybe more of their affordable pieces so like right. the amazon exclusive orange samurai that came out oh, which I has dropped it's dropped down to like 260 270 get it's the been, fuck out of town that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a ridiculous price I, I i've been telling some listeners that I, I may actually just wait till black friday um to see if there's a like a good deal so I've I've strictly gotten back into Seiko, um, kind of ignoring a lot of the limited edition sort of stuff they've been doing. But you know, I've um, I feel like just 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 to interject, I feel like most pope most most popal there you go. That, that that's how much I've had to drink. We're all, <laughs> we're all popes now, guys. That's that easy. <clears throat> White smoke, pope picked. Sorry. Um, I feel like most people are. Seiko is Seiko is sort of we're all we're all prodigal sons to Seiko. At some point, yeah, we come back. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> At some point in the journey, we all come. We all. I. I that's that's my interpretation. But I, I apologize. I, I I cut you off to make a to make a to make two two Catholic jokes or one Bible joke, one Catholic joke. <laughs> no, to me, I've just been. I've I've kind of truthfully, I I've ignored the um the crazy limited edition stuff that's been happening i do enjoy the yeah. recent solar stuff they've been doing so like the sne the, the tuna the 499 yeah terry yeah. calls it the fool's gold <laughs> tuna which i think is pretty clever <laughs> I, love I, don't, I don't know if he came up with it but he's the first one i heard calling it the fool's gold tuna i, I <laughs> have one here on loan um which is pretty sweet and you know, just like the SKXs, man, that are like the SKX 011J, that's the orange one. I mean, who yep. knows when that, that thing's going to get discontinued and you can still get it for under 250 at times. Um, the Al- Alpinist was discontinued. Same with the Saab Z3. Z- yeah. God damn it, Z3. I'm God, God damn it. God damn you, alcohol. Z3. Z3. There you go. God in heaven. Sorry. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Sarb Z Z zero. Mm, there it is. There's three, three. Three, other, there's three other letters. Three 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 five. Yeah. The Alpinus three three and three five. Those were all all six one five movements. Uh, six R one five movements. Those were all discontinued. You can still get them though. They're just more expensive, right? You can still get them. They're a little pricier. Have you seen the orange monsters? Like used. They're impossible hand? to find. Oh, well, they're also super expensive if you could find one online, actually, right? What's kind of interesting is that the 7S26 movement monsters, the or- the original, I guess, orange monster with the 7S26, mm. they made a buttload of those. Okay. So you can find them pretty easily with the 7S26. Now, if you want one with the 4R movement, those really weren't produced for that long before they tried to really dress up the monster with the 6R movement. Okay. So if you want that orange monster in between the 7S and the 6R, if you want one of those, dude, they're they're getting up to like 800, 900 bucks. Jeez, you could I could finally buy one of my one of my coveted Seiko Transoceans. Yeah, and you know what Ran- Random Rob is is the one that, you know, 
stood on the mountain and proclaimed, you know, the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, this was gonna you, happen. You hear that, Rob? You're you're our Ides of March. That's awesome, man. <laughs> you know, he's he said it. He's like, these things are about to go nuts, and it's wow. true. It's true. So, I you know, after after Hong Kong, I've just been sort of um, coming back to a lot of the stuff that really got me into yeah. watches in general, and looking not so much at the Seiko stuff that has been super exclusive or super expensive, but just things that maybe um are still available but may be discontinued soon because i'm kind of and I, I do still love the alpinist that that's a mm. nice watch that that's that's the result for me what after was going to the Hong Kong. there was one unifying uh, there's one common denominator in the i guess the last couple waves of seiko discontinuance discontinuance is now a word i just want to clarify for everyone <clears throat> um wasn't it that anything with the 6r15 have you have you noticed that? I feel like everything with the six R one five has been discontinued. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my sumo right now and it's shaking in its boots. <laughs> That's a good point, because the cocktail time was a big one. They yeah. slashed they slashed that one and put a four R inside. Yep. Um, cocktail zero three three zero three five Alpinist. Um I don't I think know the shogun is gone. You can still get the shogun, but it's been I gone I don't for know. a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um great so, watch, by the way. That that's like yeah. That's the ultimate Seiko watch before getting into the like Marine Master territory. <clears throat> the Shogun's are titanium, right? Mm-hmm. Titanium. Wow. That's so cool. Um Yeah, that's a good point. The Alpinist so, I'm, I'm looking at my sumo. Hmm. If you guys are on the fence about the sumo, go and check out my haiku review because I wrote a review of the Seiko Sumo in the form of a haiku because it felt right for some reason. Make your decisions. You might want to get the get the watch sooner rather than later. I don't, That's know. True. You know, the, I don't the know. The SBDC 033 and 031 yep. have been around for a while. Untouched. I'm, I'm playing with mine right now. I'm, 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 <laughs> Who knows, can, right? Can, 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 can you hear me playing with the bezel on this thing? I can, yeah. It's first dive watch ever. And it ruined he, dive watches for me because nothing else. It was so hard for any other dive watch to come close to the uh, Seiko Sumo. But yeah, yeah, after, you know, after Hong Kong and being so, I, I think we were maybe a little naive going to Hong Kong. It's funny because I didn't, I didn't, I thought we were, we were perfectly adjusted. Like, oh, I know how the watch industry works and, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burp. Fuck. Oof, that was, that was a burp I couldn't trust. <clears throat> this, my, this, this episode might kick into awesome mode if I vomit in my own fucking lap, guys. <laughs> I just want to point that out, all right? But uh, I thought we were. I thought the world had beaten and battered and jaded us enough to be like, I know how the watch industry works. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's no. I, <laughs> apparently, I can show up to Hong Kong, the Hong Kong Watch Clock Fair, with ten thousand dollars in my pocket, and I could walk out a brand owner, mm-hmm. potentially sitting on profit if my Kickstarter goes well, or if I can get someone to do a sponsored post about me. You know. So. Utilizing maybe one of the four case manufacturers, one of the two crystal crystal manufacturers, yeah, one of the two movement manufacturers. It's all combinations of the same thing. That's why that's why I found pretty interesting. It's the same handful of factories that are really doing everything. The big difference, and and so and so that's not to say that if you had a low quality piece from one factory, that all the pieces from there would be low quality. No, the difference. 
comes in how much handling the brand owners will choose to take during the process. Some people will just do everything through email and they'll point and like, I want this, I want this, and that's it. And sometimes they won't even touch their watches. Other people will have an incredibly involved role, you know, looking at stuff, demanding prototypes, requesting changes, going physically to the factory, um, talking in person, that kind of like, and that's yep. what makes the difference. It's not necessarily the the fact that it's a sapphire crystal and three one six L steel, which I don't even I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but it's everywhere. It's like, oh yeah, my 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 anal catheter is It's literally steel. just it's 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 literally just steel. It's just metal. As it's long hilarious. as it's not as long as it's not made of fucking rotted wood, I don't give a shit. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I'm real. It's not three one six L is not a selling point. It's not a large value proposition for me. You know, and but the difference is not the specs or like you know the crystal or the type of metal. It's just how much involvement a brand owner will have in the process, and a brand owner who is very passionate about what they do will be very transparent about their involvement. Like, oh yeah, I was at the factory and I was seeing the guys and I was talking through and I sent the prototypes back for another run. Those are the types of brands you want to flock around. I mean, like I I. I Let's, so let's think. So obviously, notice we've mentioned a few times, um, Steve over at Raven, he's super involved in the process. Yeah, he's pretty transparent you know? too. He's He's got yeah. his videos up and he shows you kind I'll, of everything from the receiving process to shipping. I'll never forget one of his early blog posts before he switched <clears> his site to the Shopify site. He did a blog post. Hey guys, bronze, I don't know what, a bronze mores or bronze megalodons are going to be delayed because the factory has off for Chinese New Year. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be telling me it's made by kobolds in the in like the mountains of like Serbia or like somewhere romantic? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh my god, that's incredible! Like, I was, and um, one of my favorite experiences with Steve. I said this on the show before. Is the uh, first time I met Steve um, at Raven Watches was at Wind Up 2016. And I said this on the show before, so it's okay. And uh, someone went up to him and like very like aggressive, like, "Oh, hey, where are your watches made?" And he goes, "He goes Hong Kong, like everyone else in this building." <laughs> <laughs> I'll never, I'll never fucking forget. I'm like, "Damn, dude, you fucking just like shut, shut that conversation down." Like, I see the trouble you're trying to stir, and I have no fucking problem telling you. This is where, the, and like he and I have talked about it, and he's just like, yeah, manufacturing processes in Hong Kong are great. You just have to have a someone in charge of making sure everything's quality. You have to touch the watches. You have to see prototypes. You have to make choices, you know, X, Y, Z, so <clears> forth, <throat> so on, so forth. So, um, notice, I know they're really, really big on that. Weston Cullen over there. Raven, um, Gavox, obviously Gavox is incredibly involved with the process um, of his brand. He's Michael Happy from Gavox is so involved in the process of his watch manufacturing that he barely even focuses on telling you about his watch brand. That's how involved he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sure. watch brand. Go and check out Gavox watches, guys. I have a review. We have two reviews. Um, Gavox Avidiver that, Michael, you did is a very, very cool Avidiver. And I have a review of the Gavox Rhodes. Um, really, really fun piece. But uh, who else? That's all I can think of right now. My beer's kicking in. I'm on beer right now. I'm high on beer. You know, I think I have... Um, I have faith in Troska. Remember? He we ran of... into him in Hong Kong. We just like serendipitously starring John Cusack ran into him. <laughs> 
You know, in the he middle was, of Hong Kong. It, it was it was like a situation where like, hey man, you want to go out for beers tonight? He's like, nah, dude, I gotta, I have to like cross the border into like Guangzhou and meet with my manufacturers That's and make right. sure everything is good because oh delivery day God. is tomorrow. You know, so he was, was a some, man with a deadline. <laughs> yeah, it's you know I appreciate that, and it was it was 100%. you know I reviewed a prototype on the site and um. There were some there were some little issues with it which I I I brought up in the review but he's like you know I I, I realized that I'm and I'm going to I'm going to meet with with all of my different stakeholders and make sure that everything is all good to go because tomorrow is literally tomorrow is delivery date and so yeah. I I just wow. I really admire that dedication so That was awesome. I maybe think I think maybe keep an eye on him, you know. Yes, Traska Raven watches notice um obviously um Hydus watches uh, DJ up in Buffalo I talked about him on the show a lot he's been in front of the show for a while um we reviewed two of his pieces uh three of his uh three of his pieces no we've oh my god we've we've reviewed two of his pieces um but we've talked about three of them so I have one of his early aviators we also did a review and a giveaway for the Hydus watches chronograph and we did a review for the Hydus Watches um, um, Okeanos, or Okinos, however you say it. Diver. Really, really cool. Very fun 4 o'clock, like, heavy-shouldered crown guard. Uh, like, like this case, the case just organically wraps into a, into a crown guard. It's really, it's really remarkable, the, the, the way it looks. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's not easy also to figure out those types of brands because the thing is if someone's very i'm trying to think of a way man i shouldn't drink i i made a point in the in the past to not drink on air again here we are drinking on air you gotta here do I it am. man it's 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 fine are you feeling do you do you I, we've never talked about alcohol tolerance do you have a high alcohol tolerance it's 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 kind of it's bad like i have I have an insane tolerance i don't know how but wow you know i'm 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 okay for now well, you're you you well. I mean, like you're you genetically predisposed to drinking. Like people in your family have like like drank, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, not mine. Right. <laughs> all my fa- my I'm brown, so all my family members are Muslim. So it's just like oh, and so I have I have three thimbles of beer, and I'm taking off my top, and, and, and like I'm 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 going the full coyote ugly. There three was one time. There was one time on tour that I um. We played at what was the venue in Fort Lauderdale? Revolution. We played at Revolution. Yeah. There was an after party, and I got so drunk that I pissed in the uh, like the buckets that the dudes that like like you know you the guy the bus boys they 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 bust the tables and they toss the dishes in these in these like kind of big containers and they walk around. <laughs> Yeah, I peed in one of those things. You're such a monster. So, <laughs> you know, after that, I just figured I should tone it down, and I think I'm okay. <laughs> I think my favorite drunk pee story is um, I peed on Fort Lauderdale Beach, which wasn't a big deal in the 80s because Fort Lauderdale Beach was riddled with homeless and heroin addicts. But they, 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 Fort Lauderdale Beach has gone through a very aggressive gentrification. Um, uh, when I was yes. when I was still living there, and so it's they're they're trying to be like, like South Beach for fat people. You know what I mean? So it's it's uh, it's a horrible thing. To say. I apologize. Fort Lauderdale so, Beach is is totally fun. I I have fun every time I'm there. 
it's very clean. It's very normal now. Yeah. But when I, I was there drunk once, and uh, I had to, I had to, you know, nature, nature was a ringing, nature was, na- nature was a rhyming and a chiming on my ancient marin, marinering bell. Mm, that's really, it's a really weird, <laughs> it's a really weird way of trying to say that poem slash Led Zeppelin song. I think it's Led Zeppelin song, right? Robert Chime Nature Mariner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank God. Thank. Thank God. I, I, I always had to burn all my guitar credentials at that point. Have a funeral pyre for my strat, but I was pissing on Fort Lauderdale Beach, and I'm just, and it's like, ha, breaking the law. I had like Judas Priest breaking the law, like on loop in my head. That's that's the <laughs> most exciting drunk pee story I've had. I did not ruin a busboy's day, though. I can say that much. You know I did. I, mean? I felt bad. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. Almost got arrested, but I'm whatever. sure I'm sure he's got a story. <laughs> about the time, but the time Mike from Two Book Watch Snobs took a leak in his in his bus bucket, right? <sighs> Oh man, what are we talking? We talking about watches? We talking about watches? Yeah, we've I I think we've had a good chat. To be honest, <sighs> I don't want to go. I still have some beer left. <laughs> have like have like have like one inch. You know what I understand when someone's just like, oh yeah, I'll have a whiskey straight up, three fingers. I'm like, ugh, like in you? Like why do you like why do you count whiskey? You know what I'm saying? Like when you count liquor by fingers, like oh, it's about two fingers worth. I'm like like two fingers inside of you like i don't understand why can't isn't there like a more efficient unit of measurement than fingers not everyone has the same some people have sausage fingers and then some people have like jack skellington fingers what if you have sausage fingers what if three fingers is like 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 a liter like a liter of cola you know what i'm saying i never i never understood that i never understood that not me either I'm also not a social drinker, if you guys couldn't tell i drank alone a lot in college i did a lot of my best drinking by myself on the floor of my dorm those were good times I'll tell you that right you now did, you didn't drink you didn't drink alone at the last uh wind up no i drank, drank together with, drank with you good people <laughs> good people me, we drank it was, with it was, it was me it was terry it was oh terry, gosh, vincent terry. lyons fantastic photographer yes, photographer excellent photographer oh. uh, jason halios uh was there uh yes. steve um raven was there um, the rest of his crew uh, was. You can there. socialize. Yeah, you're fine. I did. Well, I was an adult. I you, you only you you only sharpen your teeth by drinking alone as a child, which is what I did, and that's just really that <laughs> <laughs> helped kind of you know set the tone for the rest uh, the rest of my days until until I'm plucked until I'm plucked <laughs> out of existence. But um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something profound. I think about Doritos, but I complete are Doritos vegan? Have we talked about Doritos? Um, only some of them. So I, I, I'm, I'm, so like I said, I've been like, I've been like a skewing, like a, like I've been like turning away from like meat a little bit and I've been doing research. Dude, meat is in everything in some way, shape mm-hmm. or form. You know what I mean? Meat is in, uh, we have found animal products in peanuts. So planters, like regular planters bar peanuts we right. have found dairy po- dairy powder in. It's so. like McDonald's fries. Like you were telling me, McDonald's mm-hmm. puts dairy powder on their fries. Yep. For some fucking probably to to dissuade fry clumpage, which is also a really <laughs> good band name. <laughs> Say fry oh, clumpage man. is a great fucking band name. We all we all wear lederhosen and we rock out. <laughs> we all play Ivan as RGs and they're strapped up right underneath our chins and we're just shredding. <laughs> right. 
Sorry, there's my email again. No, just said just just send that shit to to trash, man. I just forward all the emails <laughs> there. I have my phone in airplane mode because it's fucking. I'm off the clock right now, you know. But uh, what are we talking about? You like watches? Watches are okay. I like watches, man. I think I think we're kind of ready to to do another hundred episodes. Cause so this is episode wow. one hundred. We got into three digits. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll do episode hundred two year a that's two, two year that's two yep. years two year anniversaries we're gonna Almost get drunk two hundred years <laughs> two hundred year is it's been us and that knight from the last crusades who was guarding uh, the you know the uh, uh, Christ's chalice from the last supper Indiana Jones came and answered the question right with that us and that guy are doing a podcast I'll tell you when I'm when I'm editing and and a guest will send his or her track super late it feels like 200 years <laughs> <laughs> we've had some pretty harrowing experiences uh with getting guest tracks in eh, pretty close to uh, what we would consider consider a deadline <laughs> 200 years yeah 200 years man but yeah no um it's been an incredible 100 episodes michael obviously with you because i love you and you're the jam and i couldn't do this i couldn't have this much fun with anyone else but also a huge credit to each and every single one of you. You made the show possible. You made the show fun. Um, you made the show fulfilling. You made um, as much time as we put into the show just mean just so so much. You know, if we were if we were like talking about chia pets, I can't imagine we would have this. I mean, unless you're fucking like super at the chia pets, I can't imagine it being this. There's not there's not much of a difference between being <laughs> this into watches and that into chia pets. I, I really did equally meaningless. My my foliage <laughs> isn't growing in even I'm plus minus forty five seconds. <laughs> there he is. The orological neck beard he's, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> I should do a video review as it or so a huge thank you to everyone that's checked out the um the video content that's on YouTube. More is coming. There's a Maurice Lacroix uh, icon automatic video review up there by the time you hear this episode there will also be a video uh, just a video on the Slava Medical talking about how the pulse meter works and also good stuff um, to come uh, at this point should I start rounding down Michael just to just to clarify just just to clarify just to clarify yeah, with you should I start writing? I, I think successfully we have we have produced drunk, the episode about nothing the episode the ed the full the full Full Larry David, guys. <laughs> it's the episode about nothing. <laughs> episode about nothing. Well, it's an episode about us just appreciating each and every single one of you, even if you're a first-time listener or if you're OG TVWS. Titling time pieces, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm looking yeah, at you, you man. We, we know there are a ton. There's, there's a ton of watch content today, and I think yeah. um, it's not even like a competitive thing, but we know that there are are a bunch of different outlets that can pull your attention and they're great at what they do but it's just, oh yeah it's so fascinating to us that you still take the time to stop by and uh just kind of hear us chat and that's that's what we want to keep on doing for the next 100 episodes we just want to talk and hang out you know because watches are watches are nuts in a lot of ways mm. you know and i think yeah. i think everyone kind of has to take a step back and um just relax for a bit and you know look at things from from a different perspective and say like hey this this watch does not have to be 10 grand you know <laughs> so um and you know 
these things do not have to be priced the way that they are to have fun with watches. So yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks to everyone for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. Um, let me see here. I'm not really entirely sure how to recap this episode. Uh, we got drunk, talked about our nipples, talked about cross-dressing Japanese uh, power metal bands. Really, like I'm like I'm like deep. I'm getting way too deep in like Japanese cross-dress, cross-dress, cross. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Dudes, yeah. dudes that look better as dudes and as chicks than me. All right. Yeah. You know it's you know it's a particularly a particular type of paragon of human. When they look like a better dude than I would, a better chick than I would, they play better guitar than I will, and they have nicer hair, and they're more successful, I should just give up at that point, right? What's your life? You're my new life coach. I've, I've, I I, I hereby dub you Sir Michael Life Coach. Of yeah, we, we can't compete at that point. We can't no. compete with power metal cross-dressing uh, Japanese heavy metal bands. That's what it is, you know? Um, so that's the recap. But if you... <laughs> Thank you so much again to everyone for 100 episodes. If you had a good time, if we've made you laugh on this episode or any other episode that we've ever, ever done, if you appreciate what we're doing, please consider going out and checking out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash twobrokewatchnobs. We're actually really close to our goal of 100 patrons. At 100 patrons, we open up basically a tier of, uh, like a rewards tier where, um, Certain people that I guess donate a certain amount, they get to jump on just basically a Skype call with us. Like we get in a big group, big group. It's just a big orological gangbang. I mean, that's really what I'm trying to say, guys. All right. Yeah. And you could gangbang with the two book watch snobs if we can make it to. Uh, wow. This I hope my I hope my family never never listens. I hope when I die, like young, this episode, like I hope no one ever listens to the two book watch snobs. No, 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 not my family. You guys can listen. That's totally. I, I love you guys, but you know, family. What was I saying? <laughs> um, please consider going and checking out our Patreon page. Um, you can donate any amount you want. I believe um, that all goes to just helping us just do this, helping us make this show better each and every time for you. Growing the show so we can get closer and closer to our ultimate goal of just being too broke full time. Too broke full time means. Multiple podcasts a week, all kinds of just constant updates on the website. Yeah, you think we're funny because you see some small doses. Wait till you fucking hear from us every goddamn day. You're like, God, those goddamn two or at least cast. Mike, Mike is cool. I'm, I'm very annoying. Michael will tell you. Michael, tell Michael, tell about how annoying I am. No, you're not. You're not. You're annoying. lying. You're lying. No, listen, you're he's not, lying. No, I'm not. very. I'm all the time texting about everything. Michael, my ass hurts. Michael, is this vegan? Michael, what is this? Is this watching any good? All kinds of shit. 24-7. Um, what was I talking I wouldn't, about? I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. I'll leave it at that. Please consider going and checking out our Patreon page. Um, I also want to give a huge shout out to Terry from Toxinados again, because we were having, we were on the phone the other day, and he brought up something that was I thought really incredible, because it was the first time I ever heard someone articulate it about the growth of the show. He basically said, we were talking about the show, he was like, yeah, man, you're at that point. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you're at that point where you either have to scale back or you got to go for it. And I'm like, we got we to we go for it. There's, there's no other choice. You know what I mean? We got to go for it. We got to grow the show as much as we can. Really looking forward to hearing from everyone on this um, very interesting 100th centennial two-book podcast Mm, there it is. 
100th Centennial Tubug Watch Snobs Podcast Spectacular. Um, like you better start talking because I'm uh pretty drunk. No, yeah, but kind of just about nipples? to kind of just to did we cover nipples yet? Echo on what what Kaz said. Keep an eye out for a lot of new things coming along down yes. the pipeline, and um, keep an eye out for our new Pornhub.com page. <laughs> Uh, it'll be pornhub.com slash two brick watch knobs and we'll be posting content there <laughs> thoughtful um, thoughtful non-nude watch reviews in I collaboration don't... with uh with riley reed she's fantastic performer from florida you know we're from florida too so yes offer uh, discount of rate best. offer discount of rate because we told you to yeah. keep her clothes on who knew who yes. knew so we can maybe at she some... and i have the same wrist size yeah, someday maybe she can do watch reviews for us. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good 100th episode. <laughs> is it that sad time? We're, it's over, so sad. we're in overtime right now, dude. We're a overtime. hardcore overtime. Yeah. Is it that sad, sad time? Unfortunately. But hey, okay. we, got, we got another 100 to go, and pretty soon it'll be 104. And we have another kind of big milestone to celebrate. So two years. Should we? Should we try? How, I've been trying to figure out the logistics of us trying to toast on air. How do we do this? I have. Um, should we just like 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 clink with our yeah. clink with our hands or what we're what we're holding? We can just make the noise. You want to count to three and like like the clap that we do? Make the noise with our mouths or with the with the with the drinking vessel? I have two drinking vessels here, so. Oh, so you're going to clank them together. Okay, rock and roll. So let's do three and then we'll clank. All right. One, two, two three. three. I toast to you, Michael. I toast to every single one of you two book watch stops listeners. Here's to another hundred episodes and we will see you in four episodes for our two year anniversary. Michael, you start the outro and I'll jump in. Sad, sad time. Are you still there? Did I lose you? Did I lose you? Were you there? There was just some porn in the back. I was I was watching Riley Reed. It's okay. You're actually um, watching porn on air? This is the first. <laughs> we should keep recording. No, 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 no. It's fine. I just wanted to cross-promote, you know? Dude, <laughs> Dude the, second, the second that chick puts a Tubo Washdown logo on one of her fucking, like, anal blast videos or whatever, dude, we made it. We're making it. <laughs> That's it. The sky is the limit. This, is, this has been episode... 100 <laughs> my name is mike <laughs> and i'm i'm kaz you've been listening to two book watch snobs later hey.